What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Two Views Podcast. And I'm Dr. Davis here with y'all, man. Excited. Just got back from my trip from New York, man. New York is a great place to visit, man. Just excited that we can just come in front of y'all again and do another podcast to, to enrich y'all lives and uh, help help us grow as people. Yes, sir. What up? It's KFG in the building. You know how it is, man. Two Views in the building. Doing our thing, man. Keith went to the Big Apple looking like the Big Apple. So he back. We finna do this thing. I mean, so, man, today we're going to do a, this podcast is, is um, we always say it's a special one, man, but this one really is, man, because we're going to, we got our boy Al Jeezy on the podcast today where he's going to talk about his experiences uh, growing up and uh, actually getting getting tied up into some stuff and how he elevated since that time, man. So it's an important one. Um, check it out. Uh, share it. But um, yeah, man, Al Jeezy, introduce yourself. Yes, sir. My name is Al, man. Al Jeezy, like they want to call me. They gave me that name, actually. Um, <laughs> owner of Evolve Die Entertainment. Um, Evolve Die, that's my motto. That's my brand that I'm pushing. Um, and that's about it. I'm here. I'm ready to rock and roll with my boys. Welcome, brother. It, Welcome. Thank you for it. joining us. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Y'all know how we jumped this oh, off, man. Key hit it up. It- it is time for KLG's top five, five, five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you not to do that, bro. I told you not I to do, do that. I didn't do it last time. I had to do it. I had to do it, man. So, I didn't do it last time. So, all right. So here we go. Here we go. This top five, man, for all y'all that played sports and did y'all thing back in the day, um, we always had something to listen to uh, before the game. I had a pregame list and a, and a uh, like a, Pre pregame list, a pregame list that I went through, man. So today's top five is gonna be the top five pregame songs before a game, before your game, football, basketball, whatever. Your top five pregame songs. Who gonna start first, man? Who gonna jump it off? Hey, before we jump it off, let me I got a question about this top five, man. Cause now that you say it, I probably would have bought it the wrong way. Is it your top five or is it the top five? Cause I did What's the, my top five, babe, bro. My top five is the top five. What kind of question is that? Nah, man? but that ain't that. That ain't it for me though. This is what got me ready for the game. That's what I got. Yeah. What What got you ready? What was those five songs okay. that prep you? Like, why? why come on, on your baby pop know. looking at. Come on, man. You built like a <laughs> DJ. Uh, no, man. But I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Like you said, the top five. You oh. mean like? Right, my list will be different if I say what do I believe are the top five ultimate get hype songs for a game versus what got me hype. Well, my mine wouldn't be different. So, oh, yeah, mine okay. would be different. All right, but, so you drop it off then. Let's go. Yo, top five. All right, let me go. I'm gonna start with my honorable mention, man. My honorable, uh, my honorable mention, man, because you got me what time we prepared we grew up in. It was that uh, mystical and uh, super shock. It ain't my fault. Uh oh, and that's as honorable mention, man. Don't make that face. That's honorable mention. Now let me get it. Let me get it to my list, Hold man. On. Let me let me let me just uh, say this. Any so, any song with Silk the Shocker does not make a list. <laughs> you make a team. Hey, <laughs> with with uh, my meat and potatoes come from my man. Okay, all right. My number my my five though. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh Party Up DMX. Oh, uh, I'm because most most of most of my playlist. In high school and college was DMX, so you gonna see you gonna see you gonna see DMX heavy. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say my number four is uh, JT Money. Who that? It's probably gonna be my who that who that who that who that who that. (laughs) Yep, that's gonna be my number four. Uh, my uh, my number uh, three is gonna be one that got you calmed down and got you focused. It's gonna be DMX slipping. That's my number three. Slipping gonna be my number three. Uh, of course, my number two and number one can be interchangeable, but I put them in the order that I listen to them to get prepared for a game. So I always I, I did them in this order. I listened to the Rough DMX Rough Riders anthem. That's my number two, and then my number one forever and always gonna be Papa Roach Last Resort. That's always gonna be my number one. Papa Roach Last Resort always Papa gonna Roach. be my number one. Forgot about that. Papa so Roach, man. so I'm gonna go my number five. Party up four. Who that? By JT Money, uh, DMX Slipping, three, DMX Rough Riders Anthem. I don't care which version, remix or regular. And then my number one is Papa Roach Last Resort. Last Resort. That's a good one. Throwback. About that one. 
Mm. You go next, Al Jeezy. I'm going to let you go next. I'm going to let you go next. Okay. Well, my number five is Mystical Danger. Uh, that was a banger. Real, real banger. I'm, I'm with y'all on the era of the No Limit Cash Money era. Mm -hmm. So that's my number five. My number four is going to be Rick Ross Hustling. Um, that was a banger when it came out. Um, number three, probably one of my all-time favorite songs, Young Jeezy, Gangsta Music. That shit would give me hype. That's a hype uh, song. Um, sea Murder will be number two, Hootie Who. Uh, that's one of my uh, bangers, the No Limit Era. And my number one song, all-time favorite song, will probably be T.I. Motivation. I listen mm, to that oh song yeah. all the time. Uh, to this day, it still gives me motivated. So that's probably my number one favorite. Okay. Cool. That's solid. Cool. I already know what Kevin going to have. Gonna, he's going to have some can't be touched, can't be stopped. <laughs> no, so Nelly? So Nelly. Hey, Nelly too. Hey, go Nelly, Nelly too. Uh, I got three. Go I got three. I, I got three honorable mentions. How about this? Okay, okay go ahead. But I'm doing three. All right, my number. Um, my first honorable mention is gonna be the DMX Prayer on the uh, uh, Hell is the is dark and Hell is hot album. It's Prayer off the album. Gotta listen to that before a game. That's my yeah, song. That's my thing. Prayer dope. And then we are gonna go Rough Riders Anthem as honorable mention. Yeah, Keith, as an honorable mention. The anthem's an honorable mention. I'm going to show you why. And then... Man, my, my you tripping, bro! Okay, my last right, honorable right, mention ahead. is, is uh, uh, Me Against the World Tupac. Me hey, I'm taking Tupac. away your Emmanuel Rams car, bro. Hey. It's gone, it's bro. Go ahead, list. man. Do your list, man. Mention. All right, so my number five, you right. Can't be touched. Roy Jones and crew. <laughs> I mean what I say it. Do what I speak to what I say it. Just so like trying to get in my way. Hey, it, it, it is one like in college, because that came out when we were in college. So that was one that you that you had bro, on your list. I gotta give it to you. Bro, and then I was kill. coming off the then I was coming off the edge so hot and couldn't nobody touch me off the edge. I was like, I can't be touched. I, can't, I, I couldn't be I, touched off the edge. I do as I but say then I'm gonna go, uh, my number four is gonna be slipping, slipping. Man, we from the hood, right? And so, what DMX saying, slipping and how the vibe mm -hmm. of slipping, it just puts you back in that man. Like the struggle was hard, man, but I'm here. I grind it out, and I'm here. That slipping just sets you up in that good, that good motivation. Spirit. My mindset. And then yeah. my my number three, knock if you buck, Nelly. Knock if you buck. Knock if you buck. Knock if you buck. Oh, you no, 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 I no. mean. In, in the club, yeah, before a football game. Nah, okay, all right. Football, all right, knock if you right, buck. Man, I was a defensive right. player. Knock if you buck. I mean, we all we all was defensive players. <laughs> I, that's why I feel like y'all had this on y'all list. And y'all right, I'm gonna have Nelly on this list. Heart of a champion. Gotta heart of a heart champion, of a dope. Champion. I, that's honorable heart mention for champion, me, but that's bro. gotta be on there. Heart of a champion. And then my and my last one, I'm y'all y'all got me tripping that this ain't on y'all list. I just don't get it. Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at? <laughs> that's honorable mention for me. Yeah, that's it. No, that's Hey, go listen to you that. Got song, the hood, you yeah, got where the hood, you got where the hood at over. Bro. You got the, the where anthem, the hood yes. at over the anthem. Over the anthem, Man, you, yes. You're slipping, yes, you're falling, anthem, <laughs> you can't get up. <laughs> over the anthem, bro. So that's my top five, oh. man. I got right, can't man. be touched. Kevin always having booty lists, man. Where the hood at? You can't tell me a number where the hood ain't at. Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at? Bro, it's an honest question. What'd you say? I said, that's that era. Rough Riders, no limit. Bro, yeah. No cash money, though. Yeah. No cash money. What's wrong with that? We ain't got no cash money. All the bankers, they had. But they, they, my thing is, they had block is high. They had. They had the stuff that you would ride in a car to and hang out with your boy. When, yeah. you, when I'm talking about getting ready for a game, I can't think Damn. of a. I can't, I can't think yeah. of a crash money when I had on my list. Yeah, you probably can. You, I probably think of some Wayne, some just straight Wayne that I could put on, or maybe some uh, what's wah, the one? Wah, 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 uh, the one in jail. Um, see, BG, G? some Wayne or BG. BG? Yeah. yeah, but the rest of them, I, it ain't too much I'll put on there. Um, but yeah, man, that's the top five, man. That's our list. It's our list. If you got your own list, man, like we told y'all, put it in the comments, man. Let's see what y'all list at. Pre-game music. What did you play? Your top five. Simple. You know what? We, you know what right. we didn't have, but I guarantee other people gonna have on their list though. 
We ready? That's gonna be on most that's people's list. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be on most. That's gonna be on most football players' list. Most football that's players. I just can't put it above any of my. It's honorable mention for me. I can't put it above any of my DMX man. But that's the era we grew up in. That see, uh, we ready came out when we like what our freshman year of college. So yeah. we we in high school I, we was doing the we was heavy DMX. So trying to think, man, yeah. I might knock something out my list for the we ready though. Yeah, yeah, that was one I'm thinking about. That's, that's like a that's a stretching. That's one of the ones when you're stretching free game, you just play that. Yeah. Everybody listen to it together. That's I can't believe Kevin had Papa. Ro- I can't believe you had Papa Roach either, man. Okay, I, I had to play that before I, I before I got on the field. I had to play Papa Roach. That was the last song I listened to. I didn't even think about it, man. I forgot all about Pat Ro- Last Resort. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah. All right, so that was that was the top five, man. We're gonna go to our next segment. Oh, this segment right here, boy. Um, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Dr. Davis's dad jokes, man. Dr. Davis's dad jokes, man. What do you got for us today, bro? You got like you got you got to make me and Al laugh, bro. You got this. This okay? okay I need a laugh. Okay. Okay. So I went fishing though, right, bro? <laughs> I went fishing, right? And I saw a fish with no eyes. Guess what they called it? I got more for you, bro. I got more for you, bro. Let's check it out. Hey, okay. Gonna scrap. Hold on, man. We ain't got no eye in it, right? All right, Joe. So, I got this toolbox, man. My tools is. Was fight. It was one of my tools, man. Was fighting it, being loud. They had to throw it out the toolbox. You know what tool it was? The ratchet. Another All right, all right, all right. Hey, Kim, man. It's the last I've been noticing something, man. It's a. It's a lot of. It's a lot of homeless people with dogs, man. Oh man. I got. I guess they've been betting on the wrong roof. <laughs> hey. Wow. Hey, hey. hey, that's it. That's it. Scratch. Scratch it, man. Scratch it. That was it. Hey, we done, man. Hey, we done. Icing on the cake, though. Hey, man. Hey, 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 you got, hey. The wrong roof, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah Lassie. Come on, man. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. man. <laughs> Hey, you can end the segment if you man. Give me another segment then. You the one that came up with the segment? No, no, we keeping Dr. Davis' dad joke, man. We just ending it right now. I mean, this, that was, <laughs> we're ending it now, man. Hey, Kevin, a fish a fish with no eyes, bro. And you gonna keep you gonna keep going, huh? You just gonna keep doing it, huh? You just gonna keep doing it, dumb joke, huh? You're gonna keep doing it. I see. Hey, one more. <laughs> What's a pirate favorite letter, kid? What's a uh, pirate favorite? See, ah, okay. So you say R. You would think it'd be R, but it's really the C. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing, man. I'm Are these doing. your original jokes? Are you? No, you come, I'm researching them. Man. I'm oh, researching man. them, bro. Oh, my, okay. <laughs> I'm doing, man. Hey, let's get to this topic, man. Let's get to this topic, bro. Let's get to this topic, man. All right, here man, today, all night. Today, man, like we said, what? we got Al on here, man. He's going to talk about his experiences, man. Um, I'm going to let him dive a little bit into it, but we're going to um, get a little touchy here and um, talk about something that a lot of people that we know of, I I, I and Keith personally haven't experienced it, right, but we know people around us that have got caught up in, in into a certain life or into a certain style and um, had to pay certain consequences from it. Also, got to see them rebound from it. It's, it's a great thing to see, man. So we're going to sit here and talk to Al about his experiences and uh, how he rebounded and and, and what was um like and what can he tell other people out there how to how to uh, move forward with their lives in certain situations. So, I mean, I guess the first question is Al is like, man, um, I'm, I'm just going to let you jump off and talk about like how you started, how how everything came to be, and and, and how you got to where you was at. At that point in time, 
Um, well, we start off with um, coming from high school, going to college, uh, Eureka, um, going down there, uh, playing football, doing the right thing, on the right track, uh, as far as I could tell. Um, transferring from Eureka, end up going to Concordia, end up coming closer back home, um, which probably was a bad idea, but it happened. Um, and then I ended up moving to uh, uh, Peoria uh, for a little while. I was going to go back to Eureka and finish my degree. But and then I ended up getting in trouble. I ended up getting in trouble, uh, ended up getting incarcerated. But what led up to that, I'm going to say something real uh, important that led up to, to all of this is not having, being a young man and not being aware of your emotions and not being, having a strong friends around you. You know what I'm saying? Like as, as, as young, we, we, we ego, we got big egos. Um, we moving fast. Uh, we don't think that we can make a mistake that could be detrimental to the capacity that I made. Like I was never a bad kid. You feel what I'm saying? I, I was, I came from a, a two parent household. I came up, uh, Raised in Inglewood, Chicago, uh, pretty rough community, but it still wasn't the excuse to dive off into what I dived off. In. How I made a mistake of how I made, you know, I, I never put the excuses on anybody else. I, I'm full responsible for my actions. Uh, it ain't got nothing to do with my mom. It ain't got nothing to do with my dad. It ain't got nothing to do with my granny, cousins, nobody. It's Al. I'm fully responsible for the decisions that I made. But sometimes, man, when we don't have um, what I can say, like strong friends around, maybe. Not saying they're not around, but include them in your everyday life like we do. Like we talk, we communicate, we, we, we vent. At that particular time period, it wasn't none of that for me. I wasn't doing none of that. I was holding everything in. Whatever I went through, I was just keeping it to myself. And that's the wrong path to take. I would encourage all young men, man, if you're going through something and you got something that's, 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 that's weighing on you, talk about it. Because I never talk about problems. I was just one of those guys that just kept my mouth closed. And all it did was just build up uh, emotional baggage and anger. That's all it did. And so, yeah, so a question I'll ask you on this, and I'll just throw out there is, um, um, would you think that's a product of our environment? So, for instance, like, mm -hmm. I, I was the same way too, right? I, we didn't communicate. We talked about this before on our podcast where – we didn't even tell each other, our, our siblings, we loved each other until later on in life. But isn't that our part of, our, of where we came from, right? Where we were told to keep that in. And even as men, like, we're supposed to have this, this certain toughness and demeanor that we 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 didn't talk about stuff. And I, like you said, I think it's important that we do. We do it now and in our group. So um, do you think it's like that, that environment thing? Absolutely. Definitely the environment, man. To the fact that you can have people that you grew up with in the neighborhood that can know certain things, but they don't know when you hurt. They don't know when something's going on that you need to talk to your brother about because or your friend in the hood because you may feel embarrassed. Not knowing that every household is going through probably the same stuff you're going through. If not similar, it might be even worse. But for some reason, we never opened ourselves up to, 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 to vent. Uh, situations because we feel like you know we can we can take it on our on our own and it's a sign of weakness. Um, I don't know where that came up about it. I don't know where where that started at. Um, but we definitely got to break that as men, which we are doing. You know what I'm saying? We should. I think young men should be able to express whatever it is they're going through without the backlash or feeling like they weak uh, or or feminine, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that, that stuff is trash. All that's gonna do is build up trauma, build up. Uh, 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 angry individual at some point in time because it's going to come out one way or another. It's going to eventually come out. Um, and by me stop playing football, that's why I was getting a lot of my anger and a lot of things out. So when I stopped that, I had nowhere to take it to. I had nowhere to take I couldn't. It wasn't going to the field no more. So it was just I was acting out in other ways. Man, I man, I can sit up here and talk about times I had uh, thoughts, suicidal thoughts. You know what I'm saying? I've been through that. I've been through through that um, as a young black man um, growing up. I've been through all that, you know, not only for myself, but just seeing your family struggle, you know, seeing your, 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 your seeing or not having what you think you should have as a young, you know, teenage or, or young kid. So it's just, 
it's a lot of stuff, man, that tied into the, the, the psyche of a, a young black uh, kid. However, still not an excuse to go out there and do stupid stuff. Uh, so, I mean, we just got to talk about it. We got we to start early with the, the therapy and the talks. That stuff got to start at a young age or the cycle going to just repeat itself. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it kind of lead me to something I, I kind of want to ask before, before you get fuller to your story. Do, do you, do you, because when I look at my story and things I went through and my mental health, things like that, I do also, and as an educator now, I start to see that there is a, a, um, a lack of uh, resources for, um, for kids uh, to deal with their mental health and those thoughts and have people to talk to in those areas, especially for African-American young men, because there's this, this is facade that we have to be tough. We have to maintain this certain certain uh, persona. Uh, and I think that I always think when I look at my my young boys that that the resources aren't there, the outlets aren't there to allow those students and those kids to to share uh, on a cultural aspect, because we come from different cultures, and the way we share, the way we express, it can be completely different in some cultures. So, do you think, in your time growing up, was there a lack of um, resources to address the mental health and stability uh, of, of kids in your community? I think it was, but at the same time, uh, bro, it was people to talk to. It was people there that I could have talked to. So it goes down to why did I feel like I couldn't? Yeah. Like, that's the problem. Why, as, as a little boy or a teenager, why did I feel like I couldn't go to this individual to talk? And they hadn't even gave me a reason to feel like I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It's just embedded in us to keep our mouth closed. Like, the whole stuff, I don't know where it come from. Yeah. But people, it was people there. It was people that I could have sat down and talked to. I just, for some reason, didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it like before I jump to my next question for you, um, and like on this podcast, people know we always go back to history, but we all know it started in slavery, right? Um, the, mm-hmm. the the voice of the black male was was silenced, um, mm-hmm. and and we had to deal with with that as um as people, and now I think as we get older and we um, it just stuck with us throughout time, and we just uh, never figured out how to um to get it back on track. But what I want you to do for me, Al, is um, take me to that moment, right? That moment where um, where you got tied up. The moment where um, everything went went left, right? Where everything was like, the tables turned from you. You went from this, this college kid doing, trying to do your best to get tied up in something that got you put, got you incarcerated. Man. Getting away from family and faith, man. Getting away from that. that the first two things that stirred me in the wrong direction because once I start stiff-arming my family, forgot about God. That's the biggest thing. I forgot about God. I stopped praying at night. I, st- I used to pray the Lord's Prayer every night. Once I stopped doing that, it allowed just all types of other just crazy stuff to sit in, man. And I um I started hanging around the wrong people. I started hanging around the wrong people, whether it was relationships, um, even where it was it was some friends uh, that I well they don't wasn't friends but people. I started hanging around the wrong. I got away from everything that I was doing at Eureka. I got away from all of that, and I made a decision, man. The twenty four hours. Split decision, man, that cost me uh, six years and nine months of my life. Um, I made a decision that was just outrageous. It was just crazy. So as I go back and think about that, it was definitely a crazy decision. But it was emotional, turmoil. It was me actually crying out for other help in other areas. Mm. That wasn't the issue. What that what I did wasn't the really issue. It was other things that I was battling as a young man. I'm a young man going into from a, a 20 year old, 21 year old, and I'm, I'm, I'm moving up the, the ranks, but I'm, I'm confused in a way. You know what I'm saying? I'm confused. And, and, just, and I just didn't have, well, not didn't have, but I didn't talk to anybody about manhood. I think young men, when we coming into that manhood, because we should have somebody that we can sit down and talk to like, man, you know, this is what's happening. I'm dealing with relationships right now. I'm dating women. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. 
you know, this is what's happening. Because some, we don't, sometimes we just don't, we, we can't handle, I'm not saying we can't handle it, but we just don't know how to uh, receive the all the emotions that is coming in at one time. We just don't know how. And I just got away from everything, man. Drinking a lot, excessive drinking, that, that played a part in it. Um, just bad decision making. Keith uh, McGill, just bad decision making. And I knew right from wrong. Once again, I always say this, my decision was not based on how I was raised or my mom and dad. They raised me well. I come from They did everything they could to put the red carpet out for me to have a successful uh, transition from uh, high school, childhood to high school to college. They did everything in their power to make sure I was good. It's me. It's all back on me. I'm glad you said that, man, because I think, and I'm, I think, Keith, you might have a question, but I'm gonna just say this real quick: is that you mentioned like you had a mom and a dad, right? Yeah. And a lot of people, when people hear stories like this, they be like, they expect for the black father to not have been there, but you had your pops, right? And you, and some still didn't click in you, where you still felt felt on the wrong side of the path. And I think that's 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 big for people to know, right? That it's not just people who don't have their fathers that are that go through certain stuff. Men in general, boys in general, still go through something in their mind and their brains that they have to learn to deal with no matter who you got around you. It's just being able to communicate and talk to people is important, but you have to do that. You have to communicate and talk to people in order to to, to release some of that stuff off you. So don't think yeah. everybody who do bad in this world is is fatherless, right? Yeah. Don't, don't think that way. Yeah. I'm going to piggyback on that a little bit. I ain't going to dive too much into my parents because, you know, I don't want to. But I'm going to say this. Um, definitely had both parents in the household. But my father, old school, you know, he was raised in the old school, uh, traditional uh, Southern father, meaning that he paid bills. Uh, he take care of business. He show no emotions. <laughs> he, he old school and he that's how he was. So he was present, but but not connected. You know, feel what I'm saying? Like, like you can, like, mm -hmm. like I always use the example. You can have a fan in, in 90 degrees, but if you ain't plugging it up, it's, it's not effective. It could be sitting there, but if it ain't plugged up, what is it doing? Um, so I'm, I'll use that to try to like compare my pops. Um, definitely a loving dad. Made sure I ate. Made sure um, the bills was paid, but no communication. Uh, no hugs. No talks. No nothing. It was just. Hardcore, man. You ate, you fed. That's it. So um, we got to get away from that. As mm -hmm. as 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 as, as our black man, we got to be in communication with our kids um, verbally. Uh, yeah, you can pay the bills, you can take care of that thing. That's what you're supposed to do as a provider. But you also got to be in communication with your kids so they can feel comfortable coming to you with certain issues mm -hmm. when things is going wrong, when things are going on, and. Not saying I couldn't talk to my dad, but my dad was, like I say, hardcore. Like, like I probably was more scared of my dad <laughs> than I was to be able to go, you know, sit down and say, Pop, I want to talk to you. I, I got something going on, something happening right now. Not saying I couldn't have, but just, just, it was just built up to just, just keep it to yourself. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't a door. Like, that door wasn't open. That he, like, and, and we talk about, I think, I want to say, Kevin, podcast two or three, where we talk about, Daddy, how it's important for us to not only be that provider and that, that uh, has, but we also got to be that nurturer, too. And all right, we got to get we got to get away from that. Uh, we got to be that door where our kids can come through and talk to us about anything. I, I sit with Cajun and say, hey, you sure everything going on? You know, you can talk to me about anything, right? And letting them know that it's okay to come to me. That having that that open door policy, like, come, I don't care what it is, come and talk to me. But what I want right. you say is something very key. I, I want I want to uh, want you to go back and hit on a little bit, and it's about about the relationships and the importance of having effective friendships and or relationships in your life that'll help you steer the way. Because I've seen y'all do some things for brothers in our group, um, just simply of like, hey man, you straight, how everything going? Are oh, you having this financial trouble? Let us let us get together, hook you up. Like that that's the kind of that's the kind of vibe we got in our group. Um we have our fallouts, we have our brotherly fights, we have our we we have that, but at the end of the day, we're gonna make sure each other's straight. And so mm -hmm. I want you to talk a little bit about how good friendships or the lack thereof, or uh, or healthy relationships, um, didn't 
they kind of helped that foundation crumble even more, which kind of led you down that, that path that you took. Man, bro, I can express how, how important friendships and relationships are. <laughs> they are truly important. The, the, the people you hang around are, they tell you about yourself. It's going to tell you how, pretty much how you're going to come out. I mean, the, the most people you hang around. So, um, when you don't have solid friendships, man, you don't have nobody that you can go into. Like, I'm a, I'm a natural loner anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm naturally don't want to be around nobody. Anyhow, I pick, I, I, I like, I'm selective when it comes to the people that I hang around. I'm very selective. However, um, sometimes I have chose the wrong people to hang around and probably stayed around too long um, in certain situations. If, if you're like you guys, you guys can tell me if I'm doing something wrong. Al, you, 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 you're bogus. Like, that's the type of friends you want around. People that's going to not let, watch you destroy yourself. You know what I'm saying? People that's going to tell you if you're doing something wrong or you, you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that and vice versa. I didn't have that. I had enablers. I had people that were around me that at that particular time period that was, they didn't care. They probably wanted to go out and have a drink. They didn't care. You know, they just, they was just, it was just fun. It was all fun. They didn't see the dark side out. out. He hurting over there, man. Bro hurt. You know what I'm saying? They didn't see that part. Like, man, bro going through something. I'm like, Bro, I ain't heard from him in two, three weeks. Something ain't right. Like, you need new friends. It's like, whoa, he ain't been on, like, he ain't been online. Like, he ain't been his normal self. If you used to seeing me online or used to seeing me doing this or you seeing me doing that, bro, I ain't been to work it out for three weeks. Something ain't right. Let me pick up and, and see what's going on. I'm the type of friends you want around. I didn't have that. I could have disappeared for six months on my living room floor with all types of thoughts in my head. Nobody... Nobody would have, nobody would have known. So, man, it's important to have good friendships, man, and good relationships, man. Um, like, I didn't have a good relationship with my brother, so I didn't. So that particular, I didn't have like a, a family relationship, like as far as a brother. Um, I had a cousin. You guys know about my cousin that got killed by the police. Uh, I went to Northwestern. Um, that was my. Like my, like my, like my, my brother and my the person that led me to go to college, the person that led me in the right direction, the person that would check on me to make sure, you know, what I'm saying he would do stuff like that to make sure I was good, go to Bears games with me, like do stuff with me on a bonding level. Down somebody that I felt comfortable going to and just like, man, I'm going through this in a relationship. I don't have that, man. I lost that. So, man, it just. Relationships, bro. Relationships and friendships are important, man. Important on all levels. And I didn't have that. And it led me to festering my own thoughts. So now you, things you want to ask other people, you answering those questions yourself. And most of the time when you're in the depression, you're going to, your answer going to be the wrong one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you're in a different state of mind. You are already in a low state of mind. So when you, so if you, if, if something you want to go ask somebody else and you, you mentally thinking about this stuff, your answer is going to be wrong. Yeah. I went through yeah, depression, so I, I, all that, all that, my bro. Yeah. And so I, I think this might tie into some of that, right? Is, mm -hmm. um, I got two, two scenario or two things that happened to you, um, where I want you to speak about, um, as far mm -hmm. as they're, they're inter, they're interrelated. So, when the judge was like handed down your sentence, boom, gavel hit, and when mm -hmm. that 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 um that jail cell closed, let us. Let, where was your mind at when those two things happened? Like when the judge said you're doing this much time, and then you got into that jail cell and they closed it. Like where where were you at mentally at that point? What did that do to you? Mentally, man, when my when the judge, I can remember like it was yesterday, when the judge hit the gavel and said, "Man, I sentenced you to." eight years in the Illinois Department of Corrections. I didn't think about myself at that moment. My mama and daddy was in the courtroom. I was thinking about them at the time. Because I knew physically, me, I can put myself through some stuff. I can go through this. But I was thinking about my mom and because they didn't, because this ain't the, 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 the way they wanted to see me. They didn't see me walking across the stage. They see me going, getting locked up. So this was a whole, it, it happened like so quick, like, man, I went from from a, from a from a from a from a college um, student to finna get sentenced to the Illinois Department of Corrections. 
So when they did that, man, I looked around. I, I turned around. I looked at my mom and my daddy. And then the judge, she asked me, did I want anything? To, did I have anything to say? And I said, yeah, I want to I want to talk. I turned around. You know, I said this this my crime that I committed is no way in shape or form a um, resemblance of my mom and my daddy. Uh, and I thank my pops for, you know, his role he played in my life. I just pretty much giving everybody their thanks. Like, I thank you for doing this, doing that. Thank my mom for doing this and doing that. And I took my time, bro. And I just, I remember walking past my mom and my dad. They couldn't even hug me or nothing. The guards was like, no touching. So I just walked right past them. They was, I could just see the, like, the, like, the man, like, like, you know how you just know somebody, you just let them down. Yeah. Like, that looked like, man, you let us down. So at that particular time, back to your question, when that happened, bro, I wasn't even thinking about myself. I was thinking about my mom, my dad, and really my little sister, because she was just going to go to college, uh, at, entering college at that time. And, and um, that was really on my mind at that time, them. Um, second question. Yeah, yeah when, that, when that cell closed, when that, when that door closed. It was real then. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. It's tightened up. Now it's laced the boots up. I went back to a street mentality then. I had to. Because it's survival mode. It ain't, it ain't, I, I, it ain't, I'm not going to class. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had that opportunity already. I had the opportunity to be around the good guys. I had the opportunity to be around people that, that, that had sense that was, that was, that was walking in the right direction. And I squandered it. So now I got to put my big boy pants on and get back to, the other side of things. So I, I mean, at that particular time, it's man up. It's man yeah. got to. What else you gonna do? <laughs> so, so I, I want to share something. We talked about the A study in the previous uh, one as well, but what I want people to understand who watches this is this: a lot of people think when you get incarcerated, that that is that that's rock bottom. For but for some people, it's not. So for some people, that's a compound form of trauma again, right? It's not seeing your mom and dad as you walked out the courtroom, hearing that jail door, the clink of that, uh, that jail doors. Like that's another traumatic moment in your life. Um, but at, during that time period, you had to start dealing with those traumas. So I know you, you'll get to that, but I just want to make people understand like that wasn't the, the getting arrested, the getting locked up wasn't the end of the trauma. That was just more trauma. Right. The issues that were and tell me if I'm wrong, but the issues that were uh, burrowing inside of you still weren't dealt with. And this was just more dirt thrown on top of those issues. Correct. Right. It, 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 it was more issue. The jail wasn't the fix. Like some people like when when you get when a drug addict goes to jail, and they, they have to get on the whatever that is. Uh, I think it's methadone to have them get off the drugs. Oh, they're going to be. No, no. There's something up here that they have to deal with. Like there it's the, the jail isn't the removal of trauma. It's the addition of trauma, right? And so I want you to talk a little bit about that. Like people think that it's it's over. It's, that's the beginning of the process. The renewal process is when you get go to jail. But that's just another form of trauma. Yes, sir. I'm glad you said something about that. Um, absolutely, man. Uh, when you in there and, and them doors close and you in there with yourself for 23 hours a day, all you had is your thoughts and, 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 and what you've done and what went wrong. And, and that's all you can do is fester in your thoughts. So either two things gonna happen, either you gonna realize that a healing need to occur, or you're gonna resort to what I seen guys do a lot. They come in prison, they come in there abnormal, they take pills, they take, they go to Medline, they start taking stuff, they start saying they got this, 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 this. They start taking all these pills. So you got guys taking certain pills for six, seven, eight, nine years and it's just screwing them up and they come out in way worse than they was i didn't do that i didn't take not one pill when i was incarcerated i just let it hit me man i just let it hit me i needed that i needed a, 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 a smacking like i needed a way i needed to learn i needed a way out of this situation because if i hadn't went through that situation i don't understand i don't really think i would have would have been at the, the the mindset that i am right now as far as understanding how to heal understand i even have a problem you feel what I'm saying? Like even understanding it's an issue going on because I would have been keep going through life not even thinking I was I had a problem. But when I was in there, I realized it's something. It made me look at my whole childhood, 
they made me look at everything from the beginning to the end and understanding that this ain't right. So you you talked about medication, and I, I'm, I'm thinking you're talking about like for, for mental issues like depression, anxiety, things like that. And I'm a I'm a proponent proponent of it, but tell me if I'm wrong. But you're talking about the medicine, some of the medications, and I and I I'm I'm I'm, I'm better. What you're talking about is that it makes them numb, right? Yeah. They start taking this medication to numb them and never dealing with. They don't get to go see the a psychiatrist. They don't get to go see learn how to heal. They're just getting medicine to numb the feeling. And that's the mistake. They walking around like zombies. They take it, mm -hmm. they take the pain, and they walk around zombitized. Like, mm -hmm. man, if you're, but they doing it because they don't want to go through the hurt. They don't want to yeah. crack. They don't want to lay on that pillow like I did plenty of times, laid on that pillow and wipe my own tears. They don't want to. They don't want to do that. They don't want to go through that part of uh, 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 of the healing. You know, I did. I went through that. I took it. I took it like a man. It, I, it is what it is. I. I, I I faced it, man, head on. I faced it head on to the point where I birthed Evolver died, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely gonna get into that. Um, but six point nine ye six point uh not six point nine, but sixty or nine months is a long time, right? That's a long time. Like if you had a kid and you get out there be almost seven. I mean, if, if they were just born, but yep. um for for seven years. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about you, you let it hit you, right? You said you let it hit you while you're in there and, and so that you could figure out how to grow from it. But what else besides letting it hit you got you through the, those six six um, years, nine months? Like, was it a person? Was it reading? Was it the, the the church they had in there? Like, what what allowed you to keep your mind so focused to where you, when you got out, you can be on that straight and narrow and keep moving? Because some people... I, mean, I they say that the jail has resources, right? And these resources available to everybody to 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 get themselves better. What advantages did you take of any of those resources during that period of time? Okay. Uh, first question, what kept me going? Memories, man. Memories of where I was at before that. Like, at the time period of my life when I was walking down a good path, those memories kept me afloat. Like my college years. Luckily, I was able to do three good years. Three great years. I met some great people like you two brothers. I, I played sports. I, like I had a great outstanding time in my college years. That right there was one of the probably the most important things that got me afloat because I had something to go back and dig into. Like, man, bro, this this ain't you. This part of the situation ain't you. And look how quick you can destroy everything in a blinking of an eye. So I went back to that. I went back to uh, my family. Uh, um, yeah, pretty much that, that was it, man. The, my memories, my memories and books. I started reading a lot of books, man, whether it's from T.D. Jakes. Um, I, I read different spiritual books. I didn't just stick to uh, uh, Christianity-based books, even though that's uh, what I follow. I read books from everywhere that I can pull out uh, keys that can help me through this particular time. T.D. Jakes was definitely one of the one of the, the best uh, books that I read. His books that I read when I was in there. Actually, uh, one of his books helped me birth, evolve, or die. We'll get in that side a little later, too. But, um, man, bro, reading. And I went back to school. I utilized the resources. There's some resources there, but it's up to you as an individual to go and, and, and do that. You got to want change. You got to want to change. Um if you don't want change, you don't care what they got out there for you. You're not going to go take advantage of it. So you got to you gotta take it into your mindset that this is not the end. This ain't the end, man. This is not the end. And the Bible helped me. Reading the stories of, of how God delivered certain people in the Bible, I used those stories and put myself in the, as the characters. I put myself as the characters. So if they can do that for these individuals, I, I know he could do it for me. <laughs> like sure. what makes I'm no different than them people, so I, 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 I it was just faith in me knowing that I know I can get through this. How Job got through what he went through. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite books. Mine, Mine too. too. <laughs> so Absolutely. I just knew I, I, I was going to be okay. Um, and like I say, man, God got His way of bringing you back. 
he got his way of bringing you back when you lose focus and lose sight on him. That's the ultimate reason, one of the reasons why we put here, man. Absolutely. Once you lose sight of him, everything started going downhill and he brought me back. He brought me back into the fold. Yeah. So so we'll go here. Um six years, nine months in. Mm -hmm. All right, inmate, blah, blah, blah. Get your stuff together. You <laughs> it's time for you to go. Oh, um let's talk about the the so I want to talk two things. How did that feel, right? And then as an inmate being released, mm -hmm. there's two directions you can go. Back to where you came from, or you can utilize the time the right way to go a different way. So obviously we know what you did already, but talk about like that feeling when they said it's time to go. And then what you decided to do from that point on, like what was your mindset from that point on when you walked out those gates, what was your mindset? Man, I had already built up in myself over the past year. I had already built up this, um, my makeup of how I was going to deal with, with life this time around and how I was going to incorporate friends in my life. Uh, people that I can talk to about things like, like things that's going on. I can talk to them about it. So I had already, I wasn't going to do what I did before. Like friends, get, get, go, go back to your solid group of friends. The ones, you know, that you can talk to and that's going to be there for you. That's going to, that, that you can vent to. So I, I had already, I made a, I made my mind up on that area. Shape, working out. I was in the best shape of my life when I came home. I was in the best shape of my life uh, on all areas. Uh, I looked like a fresh penny, my mama would say, uh, when I came home. I was in fresh shape of my life. I was in the best mental state of my life. I had old friends, friendships that, 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 that people that I probably had a lot of love for had uh, disappeared. I didn't. I mean, I was gone so long that I didn't even know people no more, and they probably didn't really. They didn't. not gonna know me anymore. Um. So a lot of those relationships just went. They just fell to the wayside. So uh, when I came home, um, it was just me, man, and I, it was the best feeling in the world because I knew that I was. I knew the talk I had with God. I had God when I was locked up. I said, God, I said, I just want one thing from you. When I get home, I didn't ask for money. I didn't ask for a big house. I didn't ask for anything. I said, I want one thing from you. I said, I want I want to be able to see both my parents alive. That's all I asked for. And he granted that, he granted me that. And he gave me that. And when I, I was able to come home, um, I utilized my resources that I had, which was my family uh, resources. I linked back up with my bros, you, uh, y'all and Lee um, and the rest is history man from a mental standpoint I'll never go back to that place again that I was at prior that'll never I would never let that happen again so it was a good feeling man because I knew that I was I, I already knew I was equipped for I knew that like I say Joe being my favorite book I knew that everything had got stripped for me I knew it was going to be hard though Mm -hmm. It was gonna be hard trying to prove to society that I wasn't what my number said I was. Society only sees, especially in the world we living in, they only see if, if that's what your number is. They're gonna associate you with that. So it's up to you to to regain um, likeness of society. It was hard, man. The first few years was was difficult. Um, as far as jobs, employment, doing this, doing that, it was it was very hard for me. But I knew that I knew it was gonna be like that, cause I had made my I had knew this from being in. I was like, man, it's not gonna be an easy road coming out. You know, you're just not gonna get out and, and make a million dollars. You're not gonna get out and just be this and do this and do that. It's gonna be a, a struggle period. So I was ready for it though, uh, yeah. Keith and Kev. I was ready for it. I had built my, my 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 body back up. They say you put on the whole armor of God. I had built myself back up. I was ready for it again. I could have played football and probably and probably would have went crazy on the field at this particular time period because of I was totally different. Everything yeah. was different. I saw life different. 
I saw friends different. I saw relationships different. <laughs> I saw me different. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I'm keep when we keep going. No, I no, I, I was I was, was going to say I, I I really just really a statement. Um, and it's why I'm glad we doing this because I hope everybody who's watched this understand that Al didn't wake up and do what he did. Right, that there were some, there were some internal battles, right? And I just and and it goes back to us keeping our humanity and our compassion for people who are going through things, or and and not being judgmental, right? Because like it, it wasn't just wake up and say I'm gonna go do this and get thrown like get, get taken to jail like that. That wasn't his goal, right? There was some there was some internal strife, some internal struggle that he had to deal with that that led him down the path that he didn't that he didn't necessarily want to go. And so I just want us to make sure that when we that, that I hope the story is, is showing us that we need not be judgmental, have some compassion for our fellow brother who and we as we may not be doing anything that that person going through. Right or anything that got that person to that to that area in their life, um, and we 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 become such a judgmental society. So I hope that I hope this sheds some light and people can really use this as a as a way to say, hey, um, that brother going through something. Let me see how I can support. Yeah, and so what 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 I, what I want to jump to real quick is that um, so you hinted at this. Evolve or die, right? It was birthed from this this time, right? From this, you going through this situation. So let's talk about evolve or die. How you came up with it, like what what created it and started, and the direction you you going with it and what you want to do with it. Let's talk about how. Let's talk about your brand and, and and what it means to you first and foremost. What it means to you, where it came from, and what you want to see happen with it. Okay. Well. um, it was birth. I was reading T.D. Jake's book. I was reading Instinct at the time. Oh, mm-hmm. 2012. And I think T.D. Jakes was mentioned. He said, you can't put a plant in a dark room and expect it to grow. And when I read that sentence, I'm like, man, I'm sitting on my bunk. I got my headphones on. I'm listening to my jazz. Um, and I'm reading. That's how I used to read. I used to listen to soft jazz and read. And it just dawned on me, evolve or die. Man, I wrote it down in my little book. It's like, evolve or die. I'm going to do something with that. And I just put it into my to my, to my booklet. And then as I'm walking the yard and, and doing other little stuff, like evolve or die entertainment, evolve or, Like, it just, it just I, everything was just evolve or die. And I was like, man, what can I do to get that out there? Like, clothing, well, I can do a, a, um entertainment comedy. Because that was my first goal with, the comp, with evolve or die. I was going to do a, uh, entertainment. I was going to do music. Um, it was going to be a music company and I was going to, um, help push artists, um, and get them to whatever level they need to be. Um, and when I came home, I didn't have the direction to start an LLC at the time. I didn't really know how to do all that stuff, the EINs and all that stuff, but I knew that I needed to, to do something to get on that path. So I, I started it, I put it together and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do party promoting first because it can line me up and help me to get some networking in place to meet certain people that can probably help me to transition to the music. That's why I want to go because they go hand in hand. Um, so that was my goal with the party promoting thing um, to network and meet people to help me eventually push a music label. Um, during the pandemic came around. I couldn't party promote or do any of that. So I came out with Evolver.eld t-shirts and hats. Um, I want to keep my name relevant. Not my name, but the brand relevant at a particular time. I didn't want it to die out. So I said, you know what? Let me do t-shirts and hats to keep keep it fresh, keep it out there, um, keep the idea brewing. Because it's, it's true that you're going to evolve it or you're going to die. And I go back to myself and the people in prison that I saw on the medication. They was dying. They was dying in there. They was dying slowly. Young men, young men just messing themselves up, putting this stuff in their body. 
just zombies. They 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 turn into they can't even work out no more. They zombatize. That's why you got the guys that come home that be mentally just out of there. You see them, they walking around the neighborhood, they gone. Um they was dying. I was on another uh path. I was evolving. You know, I was evolving. I was I, I was I was going a different path. So that's what led me to um evolve or die. And um I've been getting good reception from it um all the time. I always you know, you guys was one of the first two people to rock my shirts, Lee, my mom and dad. So, man, we're we, we going to keep it going, um, Evolve or Die. What I got coming up, um, I'm working on the book, man. I've been procrastinating with the book. Um, but I'm working on the book. Um, it's definitely going to be a banger. I'm like 75% done with it. Um, when we release it, I'm going to release it under Evolve or Die Entertainment. I'm going to try to self-publish it. Um it's going to be my, 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 my intro to not only uh, prison reform, but public speaking. Um, I'm big on everything is about timing. I'm big on timing. Timing, mm-hmm. timing is very, very important. I'm not trying to keep up with everybody else. My, my time frame is different. You know, um, when, it's, when it's that time for me to unleash that, it will be unleashed. But that's my plan um, with Evolve or Die. Book. Um, and maybe continue to do events, but my, my book is, 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 is first and foremost right now. I feel you. And man, one thing I hear when I hear you speak, man, and I need people to know and understand is that in all of our lives, we have these multiple fork in a row moments. Some are bigger forks mm-hmm. in a row than others. We have these fork in a row moments. If you have to make a decision, and the decision you're going to make at that fork in the road can change the whole trajectory of your life. And like Al said, you can evolve and go the direction of, of, of greatness, or you can go down this path of destruction that you've been going down. It's almost biblical when you think about it, but you can decide which way you go in the fork in the road. You can evolve or you can die. Um, and that, that fork in the road happens. It don't just happen once. You will have a number of forks in the road in your life. You just got to make start making the right decisions. Right decisions breeds elevation. Making right decisions. And when you say right decisions, it doesn't mean the more, more favorable position or, or, or direction. It doesn't mean the route everybody else is going. It could be nobody else going that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But for you, that's where you need to go. You have to understand the fork and where it's leading you and where, where the end point at is on that road and make sure you're going the right way. So that's why... Al creating this evolve or die is important. It's, it's bigger than than just the the words, man. And what he's doing here is so deep uh, about elevating life, right? And so I want people to really see that about this brand and about what you're trying to trying to teach and tell people here. Let me say something too. I got I, to, the, to, the, to the to the people that's watching. One of the big things that helped me with all this is being accountable. As we gotta be accountable. We got to be accountable when we when we when, when things happen. We can't we can't point the finger at this, that, that, that. We nobody. We got to self accountability. We got to say that it's me. I put it on my shoulders. God, how can you help me fix this? How can we fix it? How can I get this right? But you gotta be accountable. If you don't be accountable, you're gonna walk down the same path. One thing I can say, I've been out over seven years. I'm not a repeat offender. So that re- recidivism. I ain't going through none of that. So I beat the statistics on that part. I ain't went back. I ain't going back. I ain't thinking about going back. But you got to be accountable when something happens that shouldn't. That's key. And I, I just want to say two quick things. Uh, first of all, anybody told you in, in a long time, I want to tell you today, I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm happy for the direction you've taken um, and, and the message that you're trying to give out. I'm excited about the book. I'm excited about the public speaking because – you know, prison re- uh, reform and um, and the reentry is very important. I think our reentry systems in the United States are are supremely ineffective, um, which causes the recidivism. Uh, I think I think having that message out there from somebody who lived it is going to be great. And I hope the people that li- who are listening to that, that that have been in the system are taking this, especially the evolver die piece, um, and knowing that it's not over, right? 
a lot of people when you get out there's just there there's a lot of roadblocks even though there's there's the, Kevin talked about the forks there are forks and then there's 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 roadblocks that our system has developed that makes it makes it very difficult for people like the right to vote the right to like finding jobs is difficult you got to check that box on every every uh, application you put in right but the fact that there are opportunities for you to evolve i think that's the key thing like there 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 are opportunities for you to evolve, to get your message across, to make money, to build a family. So it's never over. I hope that's the message everybody's getting, that it's never over. It's only over when you want it to be over, right? So keep grinding like Al did. Keep keep making decisions, start planning, start. And we we talk to Al all the time. Al always planning. You know, he's organizing and planning Evolve or Die events and things like that. So it's just simply, you know, if you want to evolve, you have to, you, you you have to want it, and it's not over. It's not over because you got uh, incarcerated. It's not over because uh, you got a case. It, you, there there are ways for you to evolve. Absolutely. For sure. Now let, let's now where can people reach you at? Al? Where can they get in contact with you? Like what's what's your what's your social medias, man? What's your what you got? To people get in contact with you. Holler at you. Okay, I got my IG is e dot o dot d underscore al that's my ig guys can reach me on there um that's where i'm at most of the time um facebook is just my name al thornton guys can reach me on either platform um i'm open to you know helping somebody that may want to talk somebody that maybe was in my situation that didn't have nobody to talk to man come talk to me i'm there i don't care if i don't know you if you got some situation that you're going through that it that is uh could be detrimental um Talk to me, man. Talk to somebody, please. Yes, sir. And if you're in the Chicago area, and hey, man, if you got somewhere else you want to plan a party or something, you dig, man, hey, hit him up too. He'll set you up nice. He'll figure it out and, and set you up with something nice for some entertainment, I mean, a party or any promotional thing like that. So hit him up to talk or, or to, to, to you know, make moves. Absolutely. And he there for it. Their success after incarceration, people. Their success. And if you need, I, I think Al, if you need to know some some ways to do that, the way you start planning, the way you start processing it, I think uh, hit up Al, man. He give you some direction on how he went about the process. It don't have to be in the area of entertainment. It could be in it if you want to go back to school. If you want to go uh, go go a different direction, there's there's some steps you got to take, and I think I'll be willing to give you that direction too. So. Uh, it's not over. Um, we, as 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 usual, we had two views, man. Always hit us up, email us, Facebook, whatever. We 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 can help guide you too, because we're all about the uplifting of of everybody, of the community, of society. So um, yeah, man, it's it's you got to let's 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 all evolve, let's evolve together. Yes, sir. And it's uh it's May 29, twenty nine, twenty twenty three, and Notre Dame won the lacrosse national championship. <laughs> I'll let us. Lacrosse. Man, he got to take his wins wherever he can go, man. Any, he got to take his wins wherever he can get them. Lacrosse. Wherever I can get them, man. <laughs> got to get where I can get it, man. I'm saying. This is what it is. Cool. No, man, but that's us, man. Like I said, hit Al up, man, for whatever needs, talking, all that type of stuff, man. Um, we appreciate it having on the show. It's our brother. We love him. Um, and if you can't get to contact him, maybe you don't really can't tap into those social medias. Like he said, he gave you our email address. Hit us up. We'll get you in contact with him. We talk to him every day, multiple times a day. You know what I mean? So we can get y'all in contact. We can make things happen, make things shake, man. But, um, yeah, man, this was a good topic, man. This is a good thing to get out there. And, and like like I was saying before, like, me and Keith never experienced. I've been in the county for some days, right? But I ain't never had no – I ain't did no years, you know what I mean? But to hear people uh, – we know people in our in our – uh, family that have done years and all that type of stuff and to just get stories about how because we see people in our life and our family evolve and like not go back down same path maybe they went to jail a couple of times and it took them like that a few times to, to make that <laughs> click and like get on the right path but they like a lot of those people are on the right path man and, and it, it, your story can change lives man like this story can change lives like literally like not just saying it like it literally can change lives yeah and uh we're gonna push this out there man we're gonna make sure that people can see it, all podcast platforms youtube uh the video 
it's gonna be out there, man. The story gonna be out there. I hope it, it moves some uh moves some change, release some change. How about that? Mm-hmm. Release the change on some people. Yes, sir. So, That's right. Any last words, fellas? Any last words? Man, um, yeah. prison food is nasty too, man. That's another <laughs> real, real nasty. Story, man. Hey, when I, was I, in co- <laughs> when I was in the county, I had tacos though. It was kind of fire. <laughs> uh, they milk is a little bit different. They destroy. They destroy. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. You know, as usual. Protect, protect your, your peace, peace, man. You know what I mean. You, as protect usual, Kev, Kev, protect your peace. Sir, yes, sir. Man, like people, people. I want hope people understand why we're saying protect your peace, man. Because you can't allow stuff around you to shake you, man. I just want to put that out there, man. Stop letting stuff around you shake you and getting you all irate and riled up. There ain't nothing but the enemy working, bro. Don't let the enemy win. Protect your mm-hmm. peace, man. Enemy can't win. Yeah. All right, man. That's two views. The podcast. Hit us up. Al G. Dr. Davis. KLG. We are out of here.